All right, welcome back to episode two of the Living Every Now podcast. Ooh, ooh. My name is Will. And I'm Jake. And uh, here we are, back <laughs> again. <laughs> In the new year. <laughs> In the new year. What's up, man? What are we talking about today? Uh, today, for my little idea show and tell, uh-huh. I'm going to talk about tool traps. Okay. So tool traps, I guess, are... Something I've run into a lot in my personal life. Okay. And to to just give a basic overview, it's when you focus too much on tools and not enough on outcomes. Right. No, I can attest to the same thing. Yeah. And I fell into it a lot with programming Mm -hmm. because in programming, it's simultaneously like the simplest thing in the world and also the most complicated thing in the world Mm -hmm. because you're really just editing text files and the only thing that matters at the end of the day is what the text files look like but there's so much infrastructure and ecosystem around the tools that allow you to edit these text files and I have probably spent 50 hours 100 hours learning crazy programs like Vim and Emacs and building config files and optimizing my environment and using key bindings and what's a what's a config file for those that aren't okay sure. so a config file like it's a file that customizes how a program runs so in this program called vim which is just a text editor that mm-hmm. allows you to write the program files um you can configure it the way you want so that when you press this button, it does this thing. When you type this command, it does it in a special way. You can, you can get really, really into the weeds and you can completely customize, you know, your entire environment. Um, but what I've learned is at the end of the day, it doesn't make you any better at, <laughs> at actually producing what it is you're trying to produce. No, no. I think we've run into this just with like our personal lives with notion too. Like, yeah. or like, or ample list of productivity tools. Cause like notion has been great, honestly, for the most part, as long as you don't like go into like some yeah. tool trap, like necessary thing where you feel like you have to like rebuild your entire life, which we do periodically, probably every like, yeah. month. <laughs> but but yeah. if you can limit those instances, I think it is important to realize that there are places where tools are very important. I'm not saying that like, tools are not important. I'm not saying that Vim and Emacs are not amazing programs. And I'm glad that I learned them because now I have the skills to be more efficient. But at the time when I was learning them, I convinced myself that being good at Vim made me a good programmer. Or to give another example, having a good knife makes you a good chef. That's mm. the fallacy that I'm falling into mm. when I'm getting mm. into a tool trap. I'm thinking way too much about the tools I'm using and not enough about the outcomes. Right. And I, e- yeah, even if you're more efficient, what are you going to say? Yeah. I feel like everybody, uh, is just like the new shiny thing. Like it's easy to do that. Yeah. We have, we have so many things in our society that like in, in so many different areas of our lives that, optimize quote-unquote or or just try to make fancier smoother sexier when really it's just about the work being done uh like in music like there's always a new plugin there's always a new DAW 
like a DAW is something you record your instruments into. There's always a new fancier guitar. Yeah. But like if you can't fucking play four chords and sing a song, you can't make music. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. I I like that. I just don't know how far to go down the rabbit hole with it. And it's really hard to know. Yeah, I think I think it's about constantly reevaluating the things around you mm-hmm. and and what's supporting what's taking away from because obviously you're reaching a threshold where things starting to take away from what you're doing yeah. versus versus assisting anymore mm-hmm. like a point of diminishing returns right is that what is that is that what that is <laughs> i think it's a little bit different than diminishing returns because you're actually getting no returns because you're not actually working on the thing that you're releasing Right. If that makes sense. You're just wasting time in a way, is that how you feel? Yeah, it, but it feels like you're being productive. That's why it's such a trap. Mm. And I think that the tool trap idea is a subset of a larger idea, which is that things that don't get released don't count. So you Ooh. can <laughs> you can spend a thousand hours making, you know, your your masterpiece. But if you never finish it, it doesn't count. Yeah. And you could write 50% of an app in one day, but that's worse than spending three years and actually finishing it. So your efficiency that you're gaining by using these complicated tools or the quality you're gaining in a song by having a $3,000 guitar, Mm -hmm. you know, the efficiency or the quality doesn't matter if you never finish it, if you don't have the skills and the determination and the discipline to actually put it out do you i feel like these are two conversations but i think they're both really important um and i'm, I'm wondering like wh- like how do you know when you're in a tool trap like how do you do you have any markers or anything that like you know telltales that that you're like oh my gosh i've been wasting 30 minutes and i didn't even realize it yeah it's all about what you're actually producing what, so, what so, the end goal is, so, if you're moving towards the end goal. So like when you look at your page and you're like, shit, like there's there's like five lines of code in the last hour. Yeah. Like then you're like, oh, fuck. But I, I spent, you know, the three hours previous, uh, <laughs> you know, getting the theme right so that my colors looked good on right. my screen or something. <laughs> uh, and it's fun, but it's just not super, not super productive. And there's another like tangential thought mm-hmm. here, which is when you're creating something, you always have to balance doing something yourself versus outsourcing it. Oh my God. And that kind of will lead you into tool traps because if you do it yourself, you know, you have to have a much more fundamental understanding of what it is you're doing. Mm -hmm. For example, when we publish this podcast, we're going to self publish it. We're not going through Stitcher or anchor or something. We're writing the, RSS feed by ourselves. We're hosting it by ourselves. And I've probably spent, you know, 20, 30 hours learning how to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, And in a way that's kind of a tool trap because the end result is the same. Right. But it gives us a lot more freedom. So I don't know, like it's not that, yeah, it's a weird balance. I don't know. I don't know if that's like the best example, but I, I, I see what you're saying because the reason I don't know if it's the best because I feel like in a lot of instances, especially when you're building something like a business uh, or uh, something with some legacy to it, like you want to scale it and you want it to last a while, um, it's imp- it's 
important to do a lot of the things in the early stages by like in your own way and by yourself to why do you think that because i think fundamental understanding of the things that build your business is important to being a good leader or a good business owner at the end of the day like maybe it's not it's just my gut feeling but i think that you have a more empathetic uh, stance on things when it comes to the person that's doing that in the future you have a more uh fun, fun, fun more fundamental understanding to then pass on to people and help them understand the process um you can see things maybe clearer because you've you've done them yourself i think that's yeah. a, like an important note from like you know if we ever get into product or like like physical product not like apps literally sewing something ourselves would be or making a piece of furniture ourselves gives us a lot more experience when we have it being mass produced and can have a conversation with the technician that makes a lot more sense for them and mm-hmm. again it's empathy but i think it's it's uh puts you in a better place again it's like slower you have to do it yourself and it takes a little bit longer but i think you come away with this reward that you can then like use to be a better business leader yeah I I know what you're saying, but I think that if you never ship the product, it doesn't count. Like totally. the 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 thirty hours I spent learning how to put out a podcast feed, right, would not have been worth it, even though I learned all of this great information. Right. If the podcast never ends up getting published, doing that hard work, doing it yourself, doesn't matter. So Damn. learning how to the learning you do along the way through these tool traps is only valuable if in the long run it makes your product more likely to be released or better in the long run. Mm-hmm. So, so the only, the only beneficial part is if something shipped. So like, even if you're learning something, you're, you're not finding value in it unless you're, it's associated with the product that's being shipped. Yeah. I think that's a really tough (laughs) tough uh tough claim that's a hot take and i'm not sure if i completely believe it but i'm gonna go ahead and say it anyways all right my that i i don't i don't think that learning is intrinsically valuable okay like like the things that we applied from our learning are what the value is exactly okay if you are are you know if you spend a thousand hours learning how to code Mm -hmm. but you never actually code something and put it out right that What's knowledge is useless. What's yeah. The point? Yeah, you're wasting your time. So I, same thing with a podcast feed. If the end result is the same, right? It's better in the long run to do it the hard way because you're going to learn more. You're going to be better, but it's harder to get that done. And the end result is what actually matters. Wow. So I can I can just say that like the best times, like my most just invigorated learning ever has come from that kind of learning where I had to know it. I had exactly. to, I had to learn it to accomplish blah, blah, blah. And then that was what made me know it. So I, you know, like I think you run into this in programming a lot or coding a exactly. lot. Like you're constantly like, okay, wait, I need a, I need a subscribe form on the bottom of my page. How do I do a subscribe form? Okay. I have to learn how to do a subscribe form. And then I have a subscribe form on my page. And like, you don't learn that just to learn that I feel like, or like I've tried to learn it just to learn it. And it 
penetrated way harder when I needed a subscribe form. Yeah, exactly. You know? And I think learning in a lot of instances should be like that. But I want to get back to tool traps. I I think it's all kind of the same thing. Okay. It's Mm -hmm. all, maybe not tool traps, but it's the idea that things that don't contribute directly to the end product, Mm -hmm. anything that takes you off of the main path Mm -hmm. is dangerous. Okay, well then let's frame it like this. How do we, as creators, business people, personal lives, how do we lives, (laughs) that's a V, not an F, um, how do we, (laughs) I was like lisping over that. Um, How do we stay centered? How do we remind ourselves? How How do we not get derailed? Like obviously we will. Yeah. And I think that's something we have to assume. But how do we get back? You have to know what your end goal is. And then you have to have data or metrics or introspection into how you're getting towards that goal. You so, have to be able to see and evaluate if what you're doing right now is pushing you closer or if it's like, a path that's not taking you anywhere. So like, uh, what is that? Oh, uh, KPIs or no, that's key performance indicator. Oh, I mean, kind of, yeah. It's a key performance indicator for your life right? or your business or whatever. So like you have certain things that you're measuring always and that's how you, that's how you keep, or maybe not always, but specific to what it is you're trying to do. If you're trying to publish a podcast, right? The measure (laughs) of that podcast is what you're doing. You know, if the podcast gets listened to by people. Okay. So those are the things. Do you feel weird ever, like, you know, bring in like some artistic perspective to this? Do you ever feel weird just looking at the numbers? Like, is there any other validations that keep you centered um, other than uh, consumer response? Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow, I feel like we're having the same conversation from last episode where <laughs> there's a distinction between a product and art. If right. you're doing something for the sake of doing it, then it doesn't matter how many people listen to it or watch it or whatever. Right. But if your goal is to make a successful podcast, then the numbers are what really matters so at the you, end of you the just, day. So you just look at it more like on a spectrum and where it sits on the spectrum, that's how you uh, uh, find validation. Yeah. And okay. where your goals are. If your goal is to make a successful podcast, that is inherently going to be driven by the numbers of how many people listen to it. Uh, do you have any um, like indicators that you're that this is tool trappy or or something like not not so much that you're already in it, but mm-hmm. the kind of like precursors to the main event? <laughs> um, yeah, anything that comes with a hefty price tag because <laughs> it's alluring. And, I've learned it, that from you actually. You've made me use free tools more than more than like anybody because I I know like when I was first starting in this shit. And like learning music, and I was like, I need this, and I need this, and I need this. And you're like, No, you don't. Like, just make like make <laughs> fucking songs. Like, just if you can't make a song with like cheap shit, then you can't make a song. Yeah. Like, and and that was a good principle on my on my latest project. Mm-hmm. We're going back. I'm so selfish. Jesus Christ. Um, the first song is made with free instruments. Nice. Yeah. Other than the drum samples, but like the main music, other than in my guitar, and my guitar is 150 bucks as a Fender Squire. So fuck yeah. off. So fuck off. Fuck off, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm upgrading soon, okay? Shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, the point is, is if you can't make a fucking song or make anything with the free version, yeah. then you can't do it. And no no, no extra tool is going to help you be better. No Fortnite skin is going to make you better at Fortnite. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like you have like fundamentals and principles 
first principles that guide your creation, mm-hmm. guide your uh, business, guide your life are the most important parts to nail down. Yeah. Um, uh, another thing that I'm not sure if I completely believe, okay. but I'm going to say anyways, <laughs> I think you're, you'll get better at your craft if you use the basic cheap tools first and then upgrade. I think so too. I think that like uh, Casey Neistat was saying that for the longest time, like with his cameras, like he was like, Stop buying expensive cameras. Yeah, cameras are the best example of this. If you're yeah. like 16 and you're trying to make a films or whatever, right? and you have a $300 Android phone, that's better than having a $4,000 DSLR because you don't have a $4,000 DSLR. You can make one with your Android phone. It's going to have lower quality, but mm-hmm. it's going to get released. You can actually make it. Right. Yeah, uh, according to like this thing that you've brought up, like this is mental model or th- just thought theory, whatever, that... Yeah. that it doesn't count until it's shipped, which I really like because I think it encourages you to just fail fast and get it out there. And I think that that's really important for growth as a creative in business person and mm-hmm. in your life. It's yeah. just to like get it exposed and get feedback and see what the fuck is up and then improve. Yeah, because you, know? you can't really fail if you never put something out. And exactly. failure is the way you're going to learn the most. You learn way more from failing than succeeding. And maybe that's why the the cheaper tools will make you learn faster because you're actually going to put something out faster. Interesting. Which is going to, I mean, maybe, I guess if you have the money to buy a $4,000 DSLR. Yeah, but like maybe you'd be fine. Casey's point was just don't even do that. Like even if you can't afford it, just because what you're saying is like you have to get good at these fundamentals. Like you don't know how to shoot a scene correctly until you shoot a scene correctly and, and no $4,000 camera is going to make a shitty scene look better. Yeah. This is something that, uh, going back to music, this is something that I saw on TikTok the other day. It was really good. Um, this guy was like, there's, you know, in this, in this process, there's distribution, there's mastering, there's mixing, there's production, there's songwriting, and there's performance. And at the very beginning of this is a, is a song. And no matter how good anybody else is, Along the t- along the layers of those of those like that chain of events, um, it doesn't fucking matter if your song sucks. Like your song will never be better because of those things. It will only be enhanced, if that's right. Yeah. Like it won't be good or bad because of those things. It'll only be enhanced. Exactly. So the very beginning is the fundamental. Like write a song. Like if you can't mm-hmm. sing a song with just a song and piano and and like this transcends even like bumping trap joints. Like like. Like you can put two chain songs to guitars and they sound fantastic because they're just good songs. And so so it doesn't just mean like one style of music. And I don't want people to think that. But yeah, if you can't do the fundamentals, it's not. You're you're just like conflating the idea almost. So a good takeaway here is probably to recognize explicitly what the fundamentals of your craft are. And then 80-20, that with your tools. You should be spending 80% of your time working on the fundamentals and 20% of your time worrying about tools. Right. I love this in design too. Because in design specifically, there's like so many um, just fatty experiences where there's constantly a new UI out. There's Mm -hmm. constantly a new thing that's causing people to design things a certain different way Mm -hmm. instead of things that have been done for so much longer. Give me an example. So, so like if you go on this website, Behance right now, there's probably like a million things that look incredible and are um, really interesting. And a lot of people will copy them. So 
a lot of people will start like design in general will start looking like these beautiful designs. But what people don't get, a lot of younger people too, they'll just copy it or make a, a derivative of this newer fatty design, F-A-D-D-Y, um, and lose sight of the principles altogether. And then they, they get to a situation where they have to design something new and they don't know how to because they didn't focus on fundamentals. They focus on recreating. Yeah. And, and so my like biggest takeaway from that was like, the only way I'm going to get better at design is learning fundamentals, not like new gradient swatches. Yeah. So I think that that's pretty cool because then you go to like, you're not even doing UI anymore. You're like designing a building and you have way more context Mm -hmm. for how to make something good from a design perspective. Yeah. And we don't have to go into design because I know you'll rip me apart. (laughs) (laughs) Like what design is. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, that's a a whole other conversation. (laughs) I think this applies to pretty much everything. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking like, yeah, basketball, if you... Being good at a layup is a million times more important than the quality of your shoes. Right. And they, like, what do you do in practice? You fucking do layups and free throws. Yeah. And you, and you like work on like moving across the floor laterally. Mm-hmm. You don't just like sit there and dunk all practice. Yeah. Like that's what you get to do after you do the fundamentals. Yeah. And it's not that, you know, your quality, of your shoes or your, your dunk flare. It's not that that's not important. It's just that it pales in comparison to the actual important fundamentals. Right. And that's what the tool traps are all about. <laughs> it's like you you can't you can't focus on the tools more than the craft. The craft is what is actually going to drive the results, but it's it's fun. I mean, that's yeah. the, that's what's yeah. the and problem is that it's fun to like look at new guitars or yeah. think about, "Oh wow, if I had, you yeah. know, just this one plug-in, man, yeah. it'd be I'd be good. I'd be set." Yeah. And it's our brains want to take the easy way. But ultimately, right, it's distracting. It's just a distraction. Yeah. It's distracting from the core of what being good at creating is or being yeah. good at anything is. I see myself falling into this for things that I don't even care about. Like, <laughs> I recently started playing video games again with my little brothers. Uh-huh. And I was sitting there, like, thinking, man, you know what I should get is a gaming mouse. <laughs> and I had to stop myself, like, I don't even care at being good at Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. And getting a gaming mouse is not going to make me better. It might make me like a 1% better. No, but I it feel literally you. doesn't matter. But it's just fun to think about like, wow, man, all this cool equipment. I can nerd out about config files and gaming mice all day, yeah. but no, it doesn't actually change anything. I feel like you do that. Like, I, I feel like I do that in, in any new opportunity. So like, you know, even getting into MMA, I wanted like the nicest gloves. I really had to like punish myself to like get like a hundred dollar pair of gloves yeah. instead of like three hundred, four hundred dollar pair of gloves. And like, it's not different. Like when I'm a, if I'm ever a pro MMA <laughs> fighter, like it makes difference. I'm sure, but yeah. like as somebody that just likes fighting, like occasionally <laughs> in our like, living room, yeah. <laughs> I don't think, yeah, the quality of our gloves is not going to really no, matter there. Oh, no, exactly. Like, it's totally, like, what the fuck? Like, that's just distracting. It's the, the point is if I don't get good at striking or I don't get good at kicking, like, I won't be successful. It doesn't matter the gloves. So I think we've drilled home this point. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you've done a little sermon. I'm very excited about this. A little sermon? Yeah, I liked it. I liked what you did here. That was good. I'm subscribing to your cult. To my cult. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the anti-tool cult. We're going to build everything from scratch on our commune and we only 
use things that were processed from the land we live on. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, restart the agricultural revolution. Oh, we might do that. Um, yeah. Anyway, hey, follow us on Twitter. Yeah. Every day we post something new. And on Instagram, I guess yeah. there's things that happen there as well. We're going to put Everyone's some stuff on while. Instagram for sure. Mm-hmm. Shout out to 100 loyal people. 100 loyal fans. We love that. We only need 100 if no. you pay us $1,000 a year. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, don't do that, please. <laughs> But our Venmo yeah. is no yeah. kidding. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, our website is liveinevernow.com. Yeah, liveinevernow.com. Living every now everywhere. Liveinevernow.com. At liveinevernow. At liveinevernow. At liveinevernow. Liveinevernow. And uh, yeah, it's been been a pleasure. It has been a, an immense pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Goodbye, we'll see, everybody. We'll see you next time. <laughs> see you next time. <laughs>